Hello, and welcome to the Many Worlds Writing Podcast. This is the show that's all about how to brainstorm, write, edit, publish, and sell a powerful speculative fiction novel, and maybe just change the world too. I'm your host, Heather Davis. I'm an Author Accelerator Certified Book Coach, a developmental editor, and a fellow storyteller like yourself. And it's my mission to be 100% honest about what it takes to craft a cohesive and powerful speculative fiction novel. I'll share the very same techniques I use with my own clients to help you write the best novel you're capable of writing. From character arc to plot structure, from deep level world building to creating a kick-ass magic system, we'll cover it all. So if that sounds like the kind of thing that would be helpful to you on your writing journey, please take a second to follow or subscribe to the show. It's the very best way that you can show your support and make sure that there are many, many more episodes to come. I have an important question for you. Is your protagonist likable? Meaning whether they're a nice person or a real curmudgeon, can your reader relate to them? Can your reader understand why your protagonist is doing the things they're doing and thinking the things they're thinking? Why do I ask? Because having a likable protagonist is one of the most essential parts of your novel. In fact, your novel's ability to captivate readers and keep them reading absolutely hinges on it. But wait, you say, not all protagonists are good guys. Not all protagonists are Mary Sue's. Some protagonists are actually jerks and maybe not even the good guy. It's impossible to make a character like that likable, right? Wrong. Um, let me tell you a little story. My daughter and I really love the Hunger Games novels, and um, we read all three of the original novels. So when Suzanne Collins came out with the prequel novel, A Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, we, of course, were ready for it. Now, the interesting thing is that all through the Hunger Games trilogy, the bad guy, kind of a one-dimensional bad guy, in fact, was Coraliana Snow, the president of Pan Am. So it was interesting with the prequel because the prequel was all about how Coraliana Snow became President Snow, that the bat, you know, that's the bad guy throughout the series. Now, I was really interested to see how Suzanne Collins would pull off writing an entire novel about a character that really wasn't at all likable in the first trilogy. Well, anyway, I think my daughter said it best when she read the novel and talked to me about it. And she says, you know what? I just kept hoping that he would make better choices. Even at the end, when I knew that that wasn't going to happen, I kept hoping that it would turn out all right for him. I just, I couldn't give up hope for him. And let's think about that. So he was absolutely a one-dimensional bad guy in the Hunger Games trilogy. And yet, when he had his own book, my daughter and I, I must admit, I felt the same way, fell so in love with his character that we, we couldn't accept the fact that he was predestined to go through this, that we already knew the ending of the story, that he would become the villain. So that is what I mean by likable. It doesn't mean that the character has to be nice or do nice things or be a good guy. It just means that we have to like them. We have to root for them. And where does that come from? Well, 
that comes from our ability to relate to them, to see reflections of our own flaws in the choices they're making, and to hope that they will make a better choice, to hope that they will choose the right path and do the right thing. So whether your protagonist is just kind of a jerk or whether they're actually a villain, it doesn't matter. You can make them likable. I think about um, some other characters from novels that weren't necessarily likable either. For instance, Katniss from The Hunger Games. She was kind of surly, not much to like there on the surface at first. I think about Wallace Price from the novel Under the Whispering Door from T.J. Klune. He was actually kind of like Scrooge in the modern day. I mean, he was not a nice guy. And yet, I rooted for him the entire novel. So it's, it's these subtle ways that writers can trick us into seeing the humanity of the protagonist, whether they're supposed to be a good guy or not. So what I'm trying to say here is the things that we're going to be talking about today, it's not exclusively how to make a, an unlikable character likable. It could be how to make any character likable. It just works whether they're a good guy or whether they're actually not supposed to be a good guy. These tips and techniques are just universally good rules to follow when you're trying to think, how in the world am I going to make my reader like this protagonist? The first key to making your protagonist likable is interiority. Interiority is your protagonist's internal world. It's at the combination of their thoughts and their feelings and their hopes and their dreams and their likes and their dislikes, their concerns and their questions. It's everything that's going on inside of them. It's how they make meaning of the world and what every event means to them. Now, if you go to a bookstore and you pull a random book off the shelf, you'll notice that modern novels are heavy with interiority. And that's because that's what readers are craving. That's what's selling books. You might wonder why that is, but it's really not so surprising if you think about it. In real life, we are constantly questioning why people do the things they do. And we're constantly making up stories to try and understand why they're doing those things. But in a novel, we finally get to know why someone does what they do. Instead of watching the story unfold like we would a story, like a TV show or a movie, we get to sink down behind the eyes of the protagonist and really understand them. We get to know why they said that mean thing or why they did that mean thing or why they relented at the last minute and did something kind or how, what they were thinking when they made that huge mistake, or how they might fix that big mistake and make it up to the person that they love. We get to finally know the answers to that. And that is why people are so drawn to stories. We want to glean useful information. We want to understand people. We want to understand a little bit more how to handle situations similar to the ones our protagonists are finding themselves in, right? We want to understand, and that's why we're drawn to novels where there is this deep, delicious layer of interiority. The third key to making your protagonist likable is backstory. I know, I know, you were probably taught that backstory is a demon and you should banish it from your novel forever. 
Writers get so worried about backstory. They think that anytime the word backstory is brought up, it means that there's an info dump getting ready to happen and that they should banish it above all other things. But I'm here to tell you that backstory is not the bad guy. Backstory is actually essential to having a story that is meaningful because your protagonist's backstory matters. They didn't arrive on the first page of your novel with no history. They arrived on the first page of your novel with a backstory that affected who they are. It made them have all the flaws that you're going to spend your novel trying to help them fix. So of course we need to know their backstory. That doesn't mean that you want to dump it all in one place. There's a better way to do it. You, You kind of grind it up like pepper and sprinkle it throughout the novel. You give it when it's necessary. You give it when the protagonist would be thinking about it. But it has to be there. It is very important. In fact, William Faulkner said something like this. He said, the past isn't dead. It isn't even the past. And he's absolutely right. Meaning nothing that's happening in the present moment has any relevancy or any meaning unless you consider it through the lens of the history. So your protagonist, that's true for them too. We, nothing in the present moment of your story has any innate value or meaning unless we understand what their backstory was and why this event is meaningful in relation to that. Because remember, your protagonist is on a journey, a character arc, and they have to take whatever backstory caused them to be the flawed person that they are, and they're going to have to fix those flaws. So that means they're going to have to be thinking about the past and evaluating things in terms of it. Which brings me to the third key of how to make your protagonist likable. You need to hint at their character arc as early as possible in the novel. So novels are about change. Specifically, novels are about how the events of your plot will force your protagonist to change in a very specific way. And we need to understand where they're headed as early as possible. And you can do that by showing us their flaws. When we see their flaws, and their flaws seem to be sort of congregated around a certain area of their life, a certain personality trait, a certain tendency, then immediately the reader begins to understand, maybe even just on a deep and psychological level, where this protagonist might be headed. They're going to say to themselves, geez, this person is really selfish. You know, they really need to change that. So maybe your novel is about a change from being selfish to less selfish. Um, It could be anything, really. It's just showing us that there is this deep internal struggle that the protagonist is having. And of course, that does relate to their backstory that we talked about before. So it's all going to be tied together. But the reader is going to get the idea uh, that there is a change coming, that we already kind of understand what this protagonist needs to learn and how they need to grow right from the beginning of the novel. This is powerful because it entices us to stick around and see if they actually learn the lesson, to stick around and see if they can make the change. Or will they just, you know, will they just drown in their own flaws? Will they not be able to overcome it? I mean, sometimes protagonists don't make it. Sometimes they have negative character arcs. Sometimes they have flat arcs. 
But either way, we need to understand where it is that we want them to head. Okay, are you ready for the fourth and final key to making your protagonist likable? Easy. You need to let them save the cat. Okay, not a real cat. Let me explain. I'm a really big fan of the Save the Cat story plotting methodology. I think it's absolutely flexible and brilliant. And it teaches us a clever little trick of how to make even really unlikable protagonists likable. And it's simple too. You let them do something nice somewhere early in the novel. So even if they're kind of, even if they're surly, even if they're opinionated, even if they're outspoken, even if they're downright mean, you just give them an opportunity to do something nice for someone or something. Save a cat, pet a dog, give a kid a cookie, um, give a homeless person some money, uh, put their hand on someone's back and comfort them when we wouldn't have expected them to do that. And it just has to be something that shows us there is hope for this protagonist, that if we stick around, if we invest in 300 or 500 pages, we are going to get a little bit of payoff. This person, this protagonist is worth our time. That's really what the Save the Cat moment is. It's just showing us that the protagonist has something more to them than we might first imagine by how they're acting in the first few pages. Okay, writers, if you are ready to learn more about how to make your protagonist likable, I've created a handy little workbook for you that you can access at manyworldswriting.com forward slash likable, or you can click that link right in the show notes. Either way, I hope you found this episode helpful. And if you did, can you please take a moment to subscribe or follow the show? And please share it with a writer friend. It's the very easiest way to support this show and to let me know that you are interested in hearing more. Until next time, keep writing, keep dreaming. And remember, the world needs your stories right now. So don't you dare give up on your novel or yourself. I'll see you next time.